are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locks on Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locks on Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? Always wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Locked On Fantasy Baseball host Scott Cullen on the pod today. We're going to be talking about how he evaluates players after that shortened 2020 season where he has Ketel Marte ranked on his big board and if he's going anywhere near Madison Bumgarner in his fantasy drafts. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked On Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I read to the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now let's get into that conversation between Locked On Fantasy Baseball host Scott Cullen and I. Back on the pod for the second time, we got Scott Cullen of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. It's been a minute. Scott, say what's up to the listeners. Hey, what, what's up, listeners? Yeah, and guys, go check out the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast because Scott broke down the D-backs players last week on a pod talking about Eduardo Espar, Ketel Marte. But before we get into those players, Scott, I, before we get into those players, I first want to ask you, you know, last year was a weird year, of course, shortened season, only played 60 games. So how are you evaluating these players going into 2021, knowing you'll shut such a short sample size? Yeah, that's a, the, the, the real answer to that is I don't know. Uh, I think I, I've sort of committed myself to the idea that I'm not going to overrate the results uh, one way or the other, that if somebody was great uh, in 2020, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're great over a full season. And if they were awful in 2020, uh, that doesn't mean that uh, you know, they absolutely have to be awful. Now, uh, have, having said all that, um, and, I, and I say that, I guess, because if somebody you know, went through a couple months slump during a, a full major league season, I wouldn't evaluate the player just based on that couple of months. And, and so that's kind of the reason that I'm, I'm a little cautious about putting too much on the 2020 season. Uh, at the same time, there are probably some trends worth watching, right? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to say that you know, Christian Yelich is, is now a bad player. Or, or, you know, Trevor Bauer has to be on his way to Cooperstown because of, uh, you know, small sample success or, or failure. Uh, but I, I'm, I, I suppose if there's anything to take away from uh, that season is that I'm not going to put that much stock into it. Like, I, um, you know, I, I think there, there are cases like, and, and I suppose, that, and it will involve some of the D-backs too, is that, you know, if you see some trends where a player has, you know, change dramatically from what there was before well that's going to decrease their value it doesn't mean they have no value uh, but it certainly can uh, decrease the value 
Okay, so it sounds like some of these D-backs players still got some hope then. <laughs> but uh, one guy, you know, who, whose sample size is kind of relatively small because he played, he, he pitched last season for the D-backs. He was acquired in 2019 from the Marlins. That is Zach Gallon. He doesn't, you know, he only has about a, a season's worth of starts under his belt. But, you know, what he's been for the D-backs has been nothing short of phenomenal, honestly. I, I can't understate it. He's been one of the best pitchers in baseball since coming to the D-backs. So I want to know, Scott, how high is too high to take Zach Allen in the draft? Is he a first-round pick? Is he one of the top five pitchers off the board? How high is too high to take Zach Allen? I wouldn't go top five off the board. Um, and part of this is is just, you know, he's only started 27 games uh, in the major leagues. And, and that's not his fault. That's just where he is in his career, right? Is that, um, and when you have the choice between somebody who's pitched 27 games in the majors and guys who, uh, you know, have been doing it for years, uh, there comes a point where that reliability matters a little bit more. Uh, and now, this is how, how far down the list uh, would I go for Zach Gallon? Like, I, I think in the, in the third round, you're probably uh, not, not reaching too far. And, and part of it is that uh, I think when, you look at the way drafts are, are kind of working this year. It seems is that uh, if you have a reliable starting pitcher and Gallon is, you know, a legit ace top of the staff guy, those guys are, are going much earlier than like, there seems to be a, a real emphasis on uh, if you have one of these starting pitchers who is going to go, uh, you know, deeper into games, who's going to uh, accrue big numbers over the course of the season, because, you know, you've got so many teams are, are running, you know, pitcher runs five innings or they run an opener who goes a couple of innings. You don't have as many guys who you can count on to go out every, every start and give you six or seven innings. There just aren't as many. And so when you do have one, that guy becomes definitely more valuable. And, and so gallon is kind of, he's in that group uh, of starting pitchers. That, and, and so like, I think in a lot of drafts you're seeing in the, say the first four or five rounds, it almost ends up being like a 50, 50 split of position players and pitchers uh, because people are, are scrambling to get those top end pitchers and gallon will fit in that, in that group. Um, but I, I suppose how early you take him is going to be dependent on, you know, how the pitchers go in your draft. If, uh, if, if you're in, in a draft and all of a sudden the second half of your first round is all, is all starting pitchers. Well, then maybe you have to start going earlier uh, for, for gallon who, who I think if you had him as your, as your number two on a fantasy team, I think you'd be thrilled. Yeah. Right? Like I, I think because I, I don't want to, you know, pin all my hopes on a, on a pitcher who with as little experience as he has. And, and, you know, as you say, the results so far have been great. Like there's, there's a lot to like about all of what he's done, but it's just a matter of how much you trust, you know, that small sample of games. Yeah. But the sad thing about what you just mentioned, you're talking about Zach Allen going deep into games. I was listening to Tori Lovello the other day and Zach Allen. They said he's going to be on an innings limit this year. They don't expect him after 60 games. So, you know, just ramp it up to 200 innings. They're they're expecting him to be around that 150 mark. So do you think well, that, that's going to be a trend that, you know, goes around the entire MLB after that shortened season? Do you think uh, managers are just going to try to rest their pitchers more this year? I think, I think in some ways, like I've seen, you've seen some teams are, are going to run six man rotations. Mm -hmm. uh, right. And so, uh, that makes sense, right? It, it, all the studies that we see about uh, how, how starting pitchers uh, manage their workload and, and how they build them up, um, that all of a sudden when you have a season when a bunch of these guys threw, uh, you know, I don't know, 60 innings or, or 50 innings, then you, you need 
you can't just go from 50 to 200 and, and expect it to be all right, especially on younger guys, right? Older guys who have had kind of, <laughs> they've built up to that level. Uh, I think you can feel a little more comfortable uh, pushing them, but I understand. And particularly like, I guess if you're Arizona and Zach Gallon is, you know, you're, you're clinging to his health, like uh, yeah. the, the most important thing you could, you could have, right. Is make sure our ace pitcher doesn't get hurt. So I understand, uh, you know, I understand that rationale, uh, but certainly that, that doesn't help his fantasy value if that's the case too. Yeah. And I get the rationale, but the guy's 25 years old. I mean, he did, like we said, he didn't pitch a lot last year. So that arm should be fresh. That's how I would think about it. I mean, they said specialization is the worst thing for, you know, sports mm-hmm. athletes in general, just overworking those muscles. So I think his arm should be even better considering he, he didn't have to pitch that much last season. Scott and I will get into a conversation about where he has Kitsal Marte ranked on his fantasy big board. But first, I want to talk to you guys about rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in a traditional chain storefront. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Betting on baseball, D-backs, doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to that conversation between Scott Cullen and I. The other, you know, half of the superstardom that the D-backs have is Ketel Marte. He had a pretty down season by his standards. So on your big board, where do you have Ketel Marte ranked and where do you see him fitting among all second basemen in baseball? Well, I'd say he's still top 50, maybe even top 40. Um, But, I mean, at second base, like DJ LeMahieu would – a safe, reliable option ahead of him. After that, it gets kind of close. And part of this is the second base is not uh, yeah. a deep position, right? And so, Marte, if you know, if I'm going to stay true to my my ideals here and not overrate what happened in 2020, I mean, I can factor it in. But if you look at what he did in the couple seasons previous to that, you know, that's elite level production at second base. And so, I think between Marte and Ozzy Albie's, you know, Whit Merrifield, if he has second base has second base eligibility, although he's playing more outfield, I think for the Royals. Uh, those are kind of the next guys behind LeMahieu. And, and, and so because second base is not, um, <laughs> I mean, it's not a deep position. It might be the most shallow position uh, going, uh, I guess, outside a catcher. Uh, and, and it, 
it really thins out is that, you know, if you're in a 10 team league, even by, you know, the ninth and 10th second baseman or you're, you're in pretty rough territory. Uh, and then if you have to go into middle infielders and stuff like it, it gets, you know, pretty ugly in a hurry. So there's real value to getting, um, you know, Marte relatively early, if that's in, you know, the fourth round of, or, or something like that. I, I think that's still a reasonable place for him. Uh, and, and I mean, and this is the case, I think probably for, uh, for multiple uh, players who who didn't have great seasons in 2020 is, you know, there is an opportunity for uh, for value in your draft is because, you know, well, while I might sit here and say I'm not going to overrate the 2020 season, surely there will be other people who, who, who look at the 2020 results and say, oh, forget this. You know, I, I don't want any part of that guy. And and so there's, you know, your chance that if you get Marte in the, you know, in, in the fourth round, you might end up having, you know, the best or second best second baseman uh, in that spot, which would be, you know, fantastic value. Yeah. And you mentioned a guy Whit Merrifield who plays both second base and outfield and getting into 2021 season, Quetzal Marte, he's going to be playing a lot of center field for this D-backs team. So does having that extra position, you know, maybe add a little bit more value where you might pick him over a guy like DJ LeMayu just because he can also play center field and then gives you more of that positional versatility in your lineup? Well, positional versatility is great. And, and, you know, in, in many cases in, uh, in, in fantasy baseball, it's a great tiebreaker uh, that, you know, I, I'm not sure I would take him ahead of LeMahieu, but if, if you're sitting there with between Marte and Albies and, you know, Albies has just got second base eligibility there, that could be the difference there to, to decide to go with Marte. And, um, you know, I know part of the thing is, uh, that there's so much uncertainty, right. About, about where guys are uh, going to play uh, at least in, in long-term. And when I look at the Diamondbacks, you probably know this better than I do, but I, I sit there and I look at that Diamondbacks roster and I'm like, I don't know who's good. Like you can tell me who's playing on opening day and a month into the season. I don't know that that's what that lineup is going to look like. You know, like you can look at, you know, some established teams and you go through their, uh, their starting lineup and you're like, Oh Yeah you know, every guy who's going to be in their position in a steady spot day in, day out. I look at that Diamondbacks lineup and I see, well, there's a, a question mark here. And I don't know when Marte is going to be in the outfield or at second base. And, and so there is some uncertainty there. You know, does that really affect Marte? Not in a negative way because he's, he's good enough that he's going to be the one who gets to play. Uh, but when you're looking to the rest of the guys uh, on the roster, it becomes really difficult to, to figure out, you know, which ones are going to play enough to contribute. Yeah, that's a great point because look at the D-backs roster. I have the same questions you do, Scott. I, I do a pod. I'm a expecting week. you to know this stuff, Miller. You've <laughs> yeah. got to have the inside scoop, man. Yeah, I don't have anything. That's why I bring guys like Zach, you, Zach Buchanan, who's there every day. That's why I bring yeah, him yeah. on the pod because, like you said, you know, a Tim LaCastro, he could be out there in center field. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, we know as Drupal Cabrera is going to be playing all over. Josh Rojas, he could be in the mix. There are just so many different dudes that they have that can be in the mix. So I'm right there with you when it comes to the questions. But speaking of small sample sizes and not trying to put too much into 2020 season Eduardo Escobar he just you know fell off a a cliff in 2020 but in 2019 he basically had a career season so do you think Eduardo Escobar is going to be a good value going into next year because of how bad his 2020 season was I think he's he's worth a try right this is exactly the kind of player who you know given a couple of months of, of poor results there will be people who will say forget it I'm not not interested in Eduardo Escobar, but if you're sitting there later in your draft and, and still trying to, you know, round out uh, your roster and you're like, Oh, look, here, here's a guy who, you know, in 2018, 2019 had 
you know, some big numbers, then sure, that, that's the, the exact, you know, spot to, to take him. Like, I'm not going to reach early for him um, based on, on, on what happened last season. But at the same time, I, I, I certainly wouldn't, uh, you know, eliminate a, a player that has you know, several years of, of positive results. Uh, to his credit, to, I wouldn't eliminate him from, uh, uh, from kind of consideration for this season. And, and so I guess, you know, yes, the, there is an opportunity for him to provide value. Uh, the, the challenge, I guess, is to make sure that, you know, you're not reaching uh, to get him because I mean, there is uncertainty, right. Given, given how he played last season, but uh, if, you know, if you're looking uh, at a guy who you know, might get you 25 home runs, you know, at some point that there's still value in that 25 home runs. Like as, as much as you can find a lot of guys in major league baseball who will hit 25 home runs. When you reach a certain point in your draft, there, there's still appeal in, in that guy. Scott Cullen and I will get into a conversation about whether or not he's going anywhere near Madison Bumgarner in his fantasy drafts. But first I want to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up that conversation between Scott Cullen and I. Yeah, and somehow in my fantasy draft last year, I just ended up with all the bad D-backs players. I had Eduardo <laughs> Escobar, had a Carson Kelly, and then another guy I had is Madison Bumgarner, who we know is a five-year, $85 million man coming over from the Giants to Arizona. And I'm not too sure if it was just a 2020 season for him. In 2019, he was a bit of a he was on a bit of a decline. He declined more in 2020. That fastball velocity is only sitting about 88 miles per hour nowadays. So are you going anywhere near Madison Bumgarner in your fantasy draft? See, now this is the the funny uh, part of that question is as I sit here and tell you why well, I don't want to overrate the 2020 results, I'm not touching Madison Bumgarner. Man. And and it, I, as I say that, look. If you're talking the last round, given his track record of success, maybe I would consider it, you know, given who's, who's available on the board, you never know. Um, but I would consider it because for the last round pick, well, that's a guy that I would get rid of in a, at a moment's notice anyway. If, if, you know, so if I take Bumgarner in the last round, he goes out, gets rocked in his first start, well, then that's it. I, I'd cut him loose and, and, you know, never see him again kind of thing. Uh, but I uh, would do that with whatever pitcher I grabbed in the last round. Right. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm obviously given what he did in, in 2020, that's concerning. And when you say the velocity is way down, well, that's obviously, you know, you, you don't expect that the results to suddenly get better if the velocity continues to, uh, to be 88 miles an hour. Right. Uh, and, and so I'm, you know, I, I, and this is, you know, when you, when you're looking at the Diamondbacks having committed all that, all that to, uh, uh, Bumgarner that obviously they would expect him to be a, a big part of this team. Uh, and 
you know, it was obviously, it was a disaster last season, uh, but I, I can't bring myself to uh, look at him on draft day and think, well, I'm just going to ignore the 2020 results because, you know, they were really bad. Yeah, and I'm hoping he can reinvent himself as a pitcher because he's still not sure. that old of a guy. He's only 31 years old. The thing yeah. is, he just has like a lot of mileage on his arm. He broke into baseball when he was 19 years old. So that was a yeah. long time ago for Madison Bumgarner. But as we were talking before, there's a lot of questions on this D-backs team. A lot of different dudes we can possibly see making an impact on this team in 2021. So are there any sleepers on this D-backs that you're keeping an eye out for? Well, like Dalton Varsho is, is one that I, you know, I'd like to see him make a difference, but you know, last year, his kind of first taste of the major leagues didn't, uh, you know, overwhelm anybody. I don't think so. I, I'm sort of in the wait and see mode. I think with Varsho, like I, I'm not going to be going out to draft him, but he'd be somebody I'd keep an eye on to see uh, what kind of results he gets early on. And a lot of it's going to do with what kind of playing time he can. Um, and if, and if he doesn't get playing time, does, as you mentioned before, Tim LaCastro, like if Tim LaCastro plays, he might have fantasy value because he can steal bases, right? And there are just, there are so few players who, who consistently can steal bases. And, and if LaCastro is going to get, somehow get regular playing time, well then, you know, maybe he, he does sneak into having some fantasy value. Um, but, you know, it, it's, if you're looking for like a real sleeper, it's like Varsho or Josh Rojas, some of these younger guys who, you know, just haven't been really given an opportunity yet to, uh, to make a difference. And, and so I, I keep an eye on them. Uh, but they're kind of really dark horse uh, picks, you know, either really deep leagues or uh, wait and grab them off the waiver wire, I think. Yeah, really, really deep leagues. Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Varsho's a guy that every every D-backs fan I know, they want to see him in that lineup. They want to see Varsho on major league level just because he's a catcher that can get you 20 home runs and possibly 20 steals as well. That's just that's just not something you see a lot yeah. from catchers. And Tim LaCastro, you know, we'll, we'll see what he can do. But who knows, if he can hit for a good enough average, he might steal you 40 bags in a season, 30-plus bags, even though yeah. D-backs are a team that doesn't really like to steal. He's got the speed to do it. And if not, maybe we could get some points for hit by pitches because that's something <laughs> he is incredible. that's a really specialized league there <laughs> yeah that, that's something special for sure uh special for sure but uh one other thing i want to talk about we just mentioned you know sleepers but are there any uh players on this d-backs roster that you might think has major bust potential that you want to stay away from well <laughs> the thing is given how many of them struggled last season it's really <laughs> yeah. hard to it's hard to pick somebody who's going to who's going to bust right that you know, the expectations are, are relatively low for almost everybody except Gallon, right? And, and, and so, you know, I, 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 and I don't think Gallon's going to bust. So uh, when I go through the kind of the rest of the list, I think, well, you know, Marte is somebody that we think is going to bounce back and uh, the rest of them, whether it's Escobar or, um, you know, David Peralta or Christian Walker, any of those guys, I, I don't think the expectations are high enough uh, to consider them uh, for bust. Uh, potential so that's in some ways that's i guess a bit of a positive um and and it, it, you know when it comes to you know is are there players that uh you know might you know break out and well varsho would certainly be one of those guys and rojas could be one of those guys if cole with cole calhoun out like you know whoever gets playing time in right field is the pavin smith does he you know take advantage of that opportunity I, i'm yeah. you know i'm probably i'm probably not inclined to to find out like use a draft pick to find out but be something to be aware of going into like early in the season. If, um, if he's going to get regular playing time, then, you know, you never know what kind of results you'll get out of that. 
Yeah, Paven Smith, just like as we mentioned, it just another one of those guys that could be in the mix, but we just don't know for sure what the playing time is going to be like. So, yeah, maybe as a late round flyer, Paven Smith, friend of the pod, uh, we'll, we'll nice. see. <laughs> yeah, we always got to throw that in there whenever <laughs> we've got yeah. a player on the pod, friend of the pod. But uh, so realistically, in a 10, 12 team league, how many D backs would you think go off the board? How many realistically would you target in a fantasy draft? Well, probably a handful, like mm-hmm. Gallon and Marte are, are in league. they'll go. Um, I think in the late rounds, you'll look at Escobar, Soria, because you need saves. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a two catcher league, Carson Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and then, you know, there are a bunch of guys who you could consider kind of as a late round, like, you know, Christian Walker as uh, a late corner infield pick, uh, you know, to get you power, uh, David Peralta, y- even Nick Ahmed, believe it or not, like, if you know you're kind of at the end of your draft and you still need a middle infielder you you could survive with Nick Ahmed in there but you know we're probably talking about a handful uh, that are you know consistent uh, threats for to be drafted in fantasy and then after that you know you might have three or four other guys who are kind of on the fringe that's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. At Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Just Google Locked on Diamondbacks. And don't forget, Wednesday is Division Crossover Day across the MLB network. And I'm going to be doing a crossover with the Locked on Rockies host, Ryan Latica. We've had him on the pod before. I'm just going to be grilling him about the Rockies offseason. Uh, what do they do now? Where's the direction going for this franchise after no, after the Nolan Arenado trade? Is Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman next to get traded? Uh, are the starters good enough to carry this team to the playoffs? I'm going to be grilling Ryan Latica about a whole bunch of things pertaining to the Colorado Rockies. And he's going to be grilling me about a whole bunch of things uh, about the D-backs on his own podcast feed, the Lockdown Rockies. So don't forget to check out that podcast as well. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!